Hello and welcome to Hit Me With It, the podcast where you hit me with it. I'm John Normandon. Today's episode is a bit of a departure from the norm as I'm joined by not one, but two guests. Why don't you boys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Brendan of the Schwank Soundstead, and I'm joined with Randy from the Schwank Soundstead. Fantastic. It is great to have you guys here. The Soundstead is not something that was on my radar before a couple years ago. Um, and I know there's a lot of people out there who probably don't even understand that it, you know, it could be in their neighborhood right now and they have no idea. So can you give me a little background? How long has this been a thing? Well, I'd say, I'd, yeah, we hosted our first show here in the in fall of September 2011, and I purchased the place in summer 2011. So it was right around like our boat weekend festivities when I got the house. So yeah, we're coming up on actually we uh, we just had our 10 year anniversary here at the Schwank. So yeah. So most of all, pretty much what like you said, I mean, a lot of people really don't know if it exists. You know, it's just kind of one of those off the beaten path type things. And uh, I I stumbled upon it. But um, the Schwank is a house that Brendan purchased. 1914 American Foursquare, the historic old brick shit house. Yeah. And there's pretty much <laughs> the only furniture. The, the only furniture that's really in here is the bedrooms and the studio. And it is a uh, live venue, a DIY venue, which we are actually on a break from just because of the different different variants and stuff like that. And it is also a recording studio. Brennan purchased it in 2011, and I was working on an album to where I actually needed, I'm like, oh gosh, like this thing's done. Like it's ready to roll and my computer shit out on me. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so I asked around and, you know, Brennan was the tech guy. He was the dude that kept on popping up. So I met Brennan through that. He saved an album. Um, same band, actually. I came in to do a, uh, do a show, uh, a live recording for him. And I'm like, hey, man, like, I run a DJ business. Like, I have this extra gear. Let's do that. And that was probably, what, 2013-ish? 12 or 13. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 12 or 13. So Brennan already had this going for a couple years before I even showed up. And, uh, yeah, that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on is, you know, being a uh, DIY venue and a, uh, a recording studio. I mean, those are, those are, those are the majors. It's, uh, we like to help musicians make a house a home and cut records hell yeah that is incredible it's uh i mean it, it blew my mind when i when i found out about it i was just like oh you know that's that's a really cool thing to be to be happening just you know in downtown port huron i i grew up there i spent you know the better better part of half my life in in port huron and i mean at least to the best of my knowledge there was nothing like that when you know when i was growing up i mean we had <laughs> all right the only place that we had around the neighborhood to catch a show was uh clear choices right i figured yeah. it was, uh... 
which I may have maybe attended one show there, but I was, I think I'm a little young and I think that was on its way out by the time I was coming into learning about local music and, and whatnot. Um, I was, uh, I want to say I was a sophomore in high school and I, and I heard about the grotto and I heard about Ooh. the complete audio device and this guy named Forrest and, you know, playing oh, yeah. music. But yeah, I remember, I think I attended a show at clear choices as well as well, but, um, yeah, and also the the fallout from that. I mean, that was ran by that. Oh. Yeah, the, also the Poho mayor, ex mayor yeah, guy, who just yeah. happened to be a pedophile. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I won't throw names around because yeah. uh, it's just more for me to cut out later. Right. But a girl that I dated in high school, she, uh, she, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. she was she was involved in that. It was a bad look for. Yeah. For the town, I mean, yeah. we were we were on national news for that. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, and that's the weird thing is too is like, so, um, Brendan's from Fargo, like out by Yale, and oh, I'm yeah. and I'm from Croswell. Country boys. Yep. Yeah. Grew up a little bit. Grew up a little bit different areas than Port Huron, so. Brennan had more experience with it with limbo and stuff like that. And, but like, we always had like the Croswell community center and the guy from fun used to play there when he was in Anathalo and stuff like that. And oh. then, you know, I saw, uh, Winston Churchill youth brigade there and stuff like that. And like, so that's, that's what opened me up to it. Um, and then of course the grotto, but I never made it to clear choices or anything like that. Like, I mean, like this was an, and even, like, I mean, we'd play out of the roach, like, constantly. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, the schwank was more or less kind of out of necessity. I mean, it was like, I mean, Brendan really, really, really built a great place with for cultural exchange. Well, this this place was already, I mean, physically speaking, already built, and it was a great place. <laughs> and I just happened to drive by, you know, this was 2011, so this is a few years after, you know, one of the crashes. and. Oh, yeah. I just, I was already looking at places with kind of maybe the intent of like, okay, I'm going to live there, but I'm also going to, if I went out in the country, I'm going to do something with farming. If I go in the city, I'm going to do something with music. And I just kind of drove by this place. It was for sale. I put an offer in, I went up North, I came back from the weekend and I had a voicemail saying that, Hey, they accepted my bid. And I had to, you know, let's, let's get the process going. But I mean, it, the place is built. So I just, I walk, when I've walked into this place, it's just like, wow, this place is beautiful. The woodwork, the high ceilings. And I just looked in the, the, the dining room, quote unquote. And, uh, it was just like, saw all the wood and it's just like, man, this would make a great drum room. And it's housed probably, I don't know, close to a different, close to a hundred different drum sets from around the, the country. <laughs> Hell yeah. So now what... What element would you guys say is your is your favorite of the soundstead? Is it is it the performances? Is it the recordings that you guys do? Like what would you what would you prefer to be working on at any given time? I mean, well, lately because of COVID, it's mostly been um recording. Uh the summer's been a lot of recording and mixing and we've been working on two different records, um two different genres of music. And also just, we've been doing the streaming thing uh, as well. We transitioned to a streaming venue. I mean, we still have the space and 
the gear for it. We just instead of a mix blasting out of a PA to maybe twenty to fifty people, we have the mix mixing down to the internet and running a couple webcams. So uh, I'd say through eras. I mean, in the early years, we've had uh, it was just awesome. Just a lot of I'd say cultural exchange. Just bands from all over the place just coming through our little town and and then playing with a local band and sometimes there's maybe they you know it makes sense genre wise like hey, you know this folky type band and this and this other times it's like i mean i can even share my screen or i'm i'm sc- i've been scrolling through our different shows throughout the years and it's some like, of them got weird yeah it's like oh yeah i'm just looking at this one from 2016 bent shapes with robin and the rhino and bent shapes is like was an indie rock band from pro- I don't know, probably chicago or something and robin and rhino are a local acoustic duo that play like irish bar shanty songs so sometimes oh, wow. it's a little juxtaposition but it was all about just kind of networking and just you know, cultural, you know, check out this band from this city. Maybe you can, you know, make a connection. You know, you could do a show in their town or whatever. So, hell yeah. I'm the recording dude. Since I run the DJ business, I, uh, I appreciate quiet. I like, like our, our room is, is kind of like my little sanctuary. I get to kind of just shut the door, relax, hang out, and, uh, Kind of carve out some sounds. Instead of a man cave, it's more of a music cave for everyone. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, but yeah, I, uh, loud sounds freak me out anymore. I mean, I'll do a lot of live sound, but I mean, I, and I do miss the shows a lot. Oh, like, for I sure. To, I used to be here for all of them. Like, I would take the days off of work, or if I wasn't booked, I would be here. And uh, I'd be downstairs, but. I also like to save my ears for the recording aspect too. So like, I mean, like yeah. when you've got those, our ears are not getting any younger. <laughs> yeah. So when you have those scream, when you have those screaming tube amps and old boy doesn't like to turn down, even though you got a mic, like you're like, all right, like I can only take so much of this. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I definitely, I <laughs> definitely am a member of the old ears club. So I, I get that. I mean, all the shows over the years and yep. no no hearing protection, just very cavalier about the whole thing. Yeah. And and you know, spending spending the better part of 20 years behind the behind the drums playing yeah. shows and it definitely if I could go back Yeah, oh, yeah. Like earplugs, you you really should. Oh, it, it they're they're a necessity. Yeah. Brennan's yeah. had as these. They're from a company called Eargasm. Yeah. Ooh. And, um, they actually, uh, they're just these sweet little, and they got, oh, yeah. And they have little transducers in there. So you can still hear the high end, and it cuts out the ones that, like, just, I mean, just make your, make your head rumble. So we've gotten nice. smart. We've gotten, as we've gotten older, we've gotten wiser. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> and uh, actually, at a majority of our shows, Brendan brings a big ass bag from with uh, the twist the twist ones where you just pop them in your ear from. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He'll, yeah. And then they're always available we'll here. A whole bag of them in bulk. Yeah, they're huge. That's phenomenal. Huge. So, yeah. So I mean, like it's, and I think that's just kind of where I'm at because you know, I mean, from my younger years too, playing that it was. 
they can only take so much before you know i mean it really does cause some hearing damage oh yeah yeah basically 10 years we've done a lot of live shows and now we're doing a lot of recording and we're both audio nerds and uh, you know trying to support the community the community uh you know the local bands uh anyone you know all the musicians in the immediate area just had tommy spoonman stop by earlier we gave him some cds that we burned for him Ooh, i saw a legend i saw him on the way in and all of a sudden i'm like what's up tommy he just rides past me like he's a rock star i'm like you asshole <laughs> you know how many cds i burned for you the other day <laughs> Oh, so now what is what is each of your respective roles at the at the Soundstead? I mean, do you do you get that official with it, or do you guys just kind of handle handle issues and projects as they come up? I mean, there's I mean, there's certain roles and tasks that we seem to gravitate towards. Um, I do, I'll do a lot of the correspondence and email stuff, and I've booked most of the shows that have been here. Um, I've never booked one. Yeah. So I, I do a lot of the, the correspondence stuff and the, the booking. And I guess, well, since I own the house decisions about like, well, I got to fix time to fix the boiler system or actually, oh. uh, just a couple days ago, I, I opted to replace three windows downstairs, uh, cause this house with it being so old, um, there's lots of original old stuff. So I've been slowly over the years been replacing things. So a lot of the upstairs bedrooms have new windows, but the downstairs is original single pane. Oh yeah. And it's, you know, it's looking all melty, like something on Ghostbusters. It's pretty cool. But, uh, one of them has a fresh full crack all the way across. So I'm like, well, with this window, might as well replace all three. You gotta do them all. And that'll help things out thermally, you know, heating bill wise, it'll be more comfortable and quieter. So it's, we're oh yeah so there's trucks and sirens and harley davisons and lots of bad exhaust ill-kempt exhaust systems <laughs> oh yeah so you know getting three windows replaced so yeah it's not the cheapest thing in the world so we got to be owners number one for brennan for sure yeah so there's that stuff you know and i sweep the floors and but um and i guess in terms of uh the recording sessions i do a lot of uh a lot of the setup and kind of like i'm the tech you know i'm like running cables or troubleshooting or kind of seeing how the band should be set up in the space and picking microphones and um randy's usually at the helm and uh he's more of the perhaps the the human like he in, like interact he's he lightens the mood too <laughs> dude i never thought about that i'm a little more i'm just like do we have phantom power on this mic isn't it at a 45 degree angle blah 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 and the three to one rule and this and that can you you know i try to look you know i try to nerd out on what technically the session needs and uh and uh randy kind of is he, a he's a really good mixer and mastering engineer and he's really excels at that and he spends a lot more time at it than i do i kind of kind of adhd and i'm hopping around all over the place i'm like how's the temperature oh you know this or that <laughs> don't let him fool you yeah i mean he, and that's a weird one too like he's uh he's the homeowner um and uh yeah but he's the he's the homeowner and he deals with you know all the logistics i mean everything from where you know with our tech issues and our um he's kind of the fine details guy. Like I just show up and do my thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, but I mean like, 
an engineer. Randy is definitely the face of the schwank as well, because when no. bands are stressed about something or they want to know something, like, can we do this or that? They're like, when's Randy available? Because Randy <laughs> does a lot of the magic where I do a lot of the behind the scenes magic. Right. So we both, we both, not in that it's magic. I mean, it's just, it's engineering. It's, you know, it's microphones, cables, positioning, getting the band comfortable. Getting the band comfortable is a is is a big deal. Part of that's technical stuff. The other part of it is he deals with know. the stress. Like people think I like I, I wouldn't say you know hey Randy does the magic, but um, I mean you're dealing with someone's art. You know, the, uh, someone is coming to you or a group of people typically, and they're like, hey, you know, we've been working on these songs and we're ready to come to you and capture it and present it you know help us present our art in a way you know it's so it's we're weirdos it's, it's tricky so i guess if you want to get official with it like i said i mean i i dj and uh so i i have an extra lot lot of extra lighting so i mean i guess you would consider this experience yeah i guess you would ex you you'd call me the lighting and sound technician sugar daddy with the uh all the extra speakers and shit and then uh, <laughs> is a re part of the reason why after we collaborated our audio our live audio in the shows sounded you know impeccable and people like oh, the sound is so great here it's like well it's a combination of all of our stuff yeah. and he runs a dj business so this is why we have way too much wattage and this much square footage <laughs> yeah. but on the recording aspect i mean i would i would i would call myself you know a recording mixing and mastering engineer like i mean i guess you can call me a producer maybe but in case you can't tell with our long-winded answers um we do this for the love of it yeah, i mean oh. you, you can call me whatever so yeah. but the biggest thing is is uh you can't pay me enough to produce like when you come to us you obviously come to us for help and uh so to call me a producer like i'm not like i need you to do this you need to do that you need to, you don't pay me enough to be a dick about <laughs> cutting a record you know what i mean like so a lot of people are like you know produced by you know randy willis and brian but i mean literally all we're doing is what a lot of recording studios should do is make you comfortable like i said i mean like we try to make this a musician's house that becomes a home for however set long you're on for, with your record we're really inspired by like the stories of motown and like steve albini with electrical audio and uh the guy from butch vig butch vig from garbage and so those, those days are were like the studio wasn't this this like fancy multi-million dollar perfect room you know yeah, cleaned three times a day by professionals and, you know, sterilized thing. Not that we're, but like... Well, yeah, you're not going to find underwear on the ceiling fan, but, you know, if I can just say for a second, because uh, when you were talking about the elements of what you guys are doing, uh, you know, it came out a couple times that, you know, oh, it's not really magic, but I think... Like, honestly, you guys are underselling it because I, to you, 
you know, it's it's logistics and it's technical issues and troubleshooting and interpersonal stuff and getting people to do what they need to do. But to anybody who tunes into the streams or throws on an album that you guys took care of, it is magic. Like it absolutely is cuz I started I started watching the streams, you know, not too long after the uh, the pandemic really, really started popping off. And, you know, like, I haven't been to a concert in person. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm getting older, so it's uh, it's harder to get me out to shows. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the last, last thing I saw, my wife and I saw Reggie in the Full Effect. Uh, he played here in town. Whoa, it was sometime in 2019. Uh, but that was the last time I've been to a show. Yeah. But like sitting down, I mean, because I could pull out my phone and I can be, I can be there seeing what's going on, hearing these great bands. And, you know, then I can even get wacky with it, cast it to the TV, run it through the sound bar. And to me, that is absolutely magic because I don't have any idea all the work and all the all the elements that go into it but i can have it you know anytime i want it and it is so cool it's it's really it's helped me a lot to i mean i'm still terrified to go out in public i went out in public and met up with friends (laughs) <laughs> last weekend oh, yeah, the shit out of me because we haven't done anything yeah like we completely shut our house down and culture shock kind of <clears throat> oh for real i had a good time but i was i was tense tense yeah. tense <laughs> one of those things yeah i mean like yeah we're modest we're modest people but the yeah the live streams i mean that was all that was all brendan's baby i was just like i can do some things it's just you know you just learn to adapt you just i mean artists and musicians have been doing it for a long time you know uh it's like pink floyd is first trying out a synthesizer and it's like it's like oh we've made it oh turn it faster oh there you go that's nifty so, but yeah, and above all, I mean, that, I mean, it means a lot to us that you said that. I mean, it, that that that's 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 really really cool. Um, that's why we do it. I mean, like if 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 we can help one person, I mean, whether you know, I mean, like, I mean, we're we're literally like that. Like, I mean, we're all self sufficient and anything. And if we can bring you what you miss to the comforts of your home, I mean, like sign us up that's 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 just awesome that's like kind of one of our ethos from the beginning like we but yeah we're modest people but for you to say it's magic it's, it's facilitating magic well whatever you want to call it it's beautiful and very valuable all right let me ask you and we'll jump topics a little bit uh because i mean you guys you guys deal in this in this business quite a bit and when you're exposed like that, it's easy to find things to get down about. Um, how would you say that you guys keep a positive outlook on the music scene in general and what you're bringing to it? You're asking two people that are a complete and total mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, with me, it's... I'm a big ball of stress. 
I mean, everyone's like, oh, Randy, he laughs, he giggles, he's all that. I mean, I've been playing hockey since I was five. I just turned 38. Like, I mean, I'm an aggressive little shit. And people don't realize how big of an asshole that I am until, like, they're like, all right, he stepped over the line. And Brendan's a little too far. <laughs> and, uh, Brendan's a little more laid back. So, but, I mean, just... There's light at the end of every tunnel. I mean, like I said, I mean, that kind of boils back to your statement to where, like, if we could just help one person, if, I mean, we're not in it for the money, we're not in it for, I think that's why we like kind of just being that house on the corner. And, like, it's, like, during the summertime, it's cool. It's, like, you'll, you'll see the kids ride by on their bikes and, like, oh, that's a music house. All right, this is, this is another subject, but... Uh... How do you guys pick which which projects to take on? Like, and do you do you sometimes wind up working on stuff for people that you're just really not enthused about? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's we're musical prostitutes. It's it's wild out there. I mean, yeah, because we we are. I guess we are like officially on Google Maps as a studio. So I mean, that's gotten like strange e- emails like as far as is this real and <laughs> it's come with some cool commercial work though i mean we yeah it's, we... it's interesting like there's been like actually we got something recently um i guess it's i guess it's going to be on cartoon network but i got like a pbs um, like a pbs vibe from it but it's was voice it's essentially voiceover work um with um kids and it was like you know they just got to say a couple words in a different language almost us so i mean it's just um it's just uh interesting and it's a it's a little gateway into that industry and working with a you know really professional company and you know they're asking for like oh where's your credit card authorization form i was like yeah i'll get that i'll find a generic <laughs> thing online and send it to you and put our name on top <laughs> Just, yeah, I mean, like, and like I said, I mean, I think I said it earlier, you know, I mean, th- this all kind of stemmed out from, you know, a necessity. It was a, uh, th- I mean, a lot of people were paying out the ass to go down, you know, recording Detroit, and that's where the studio came from. I mean, because, and I was tired of making the, the, the hike, and, oh, yeah. uh, and it's weird because people think I live at the Schwank, like, I don't. I just rented for so many years and like, you know, you dabble in this and that, but it's like, you don't own a place. You can't really dig in and like, you know, hang acoustic panels on the wall. And yeah. So once, once I got this place and then met him and actually the room we're in now, uh, I think it was five or six years ago. He, one day we just, um, I was drunk as shit. And I told him, I'm like, I'm going to cut a hole in the floor. I'm going to see if this is the original stuff under. Uh, yeah. The original yeah. hardwood floors. And then it was, so it's like, eh, and then we redid this room. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I may, I'm probably off topic now, <laughs> but if we don't stay positive, oh, oh, um, it's kind of one of those things to where, um, there's enough doom and gloom in the world to where, um, <laughs> if, you just keep moving. I mean, we've yeah. we've had some, you know, we've had personal, we've had tragedies here in in our community in just our small town of Port Huron with and uh, with ourselves, music, friends like... passing away, musicians passing away, people we've worked with, um, people that we've yeah well, we, that we got to know and became to love as you know got to love them as friends and they even got to know their mom, you know, their parents and and it's just uh, yeah, so it's. But through that, you know, it's, there's, 
like you know other there's other people that are inspired and we recently we had a like a memorial show for someone that and it was a music that was released by an artist that this person that passed away they were they were a huge fan of this artist and then later this artist learned of his story and how great of this you know he was and so this music was released in their honor and uh we got to kind of host it and yeah and it inspired him so i mean like if we can inspire anybody else yeah people see that we're because i mean like i said i mean we're just two humble dudes is doing what we're doing and if people see that we're down and out or if they see us get knocked down and get back up i think you know it boils it circles back that um if we can help anyone you know we're willing to do it so i mean like but then again like now you gave me a big head about the magic and well, all we're this. attempting ah. we're attempting to you know audio this it's it's a, like a lifetime craft it's like you know metal where you know uh. like blacksmithing or or baking or or whatever or whatever instrument you're playing it's something that you can spend years and years decades on and it's a constant you know spiral of you know learning so i mean yeah i mean i've been doing this 13 and since i was 13 i still don't know what the fuck i'm doing just a couple years ago we were like oh man we are all our drum microphones are out of phase that's why they sound thin (laughs) oh it's constantly you know you're always you're always learning or deciding okay this is the subject we will learn <laughs> let's move on to the subject or, or you learn it as you as you run into it it's like oh shoot well we're doing voiceovers now oh they want it at this bit right oh we gotta you know you just figure it out as you run into it or like this evening oh we're doing a podcast let's let's <laughs> set up these two mics and uh, how are we gonna do this and i actually i learned something today I, the mixer that we're using i realized that we can run sound both ways you can hear me i can hear you and i was going to do it way more complicated and oh yeah what i did was set things up ahead of time and i was like oh this is going to be so much easier because our big super mixer doesn't like to talk with discord so i would have threw it yeah. on the floor <laughs> Cable went across the room I would have lost my shit throwing <laughs> it out the window and all of a sudden brendan this classic brendan would just come in and just flip a switch and be like oh yeah it's classic it doesn't matter what we're doing there's always a, there's always a degree of stress settle down and then, little fellow and then and then it's fine actually except for today today we're just waiting for it. We're like yeah this is gonna be sweet it's working so hell yeah i mean obviously you guys have your have your fingers on the pulse of the music scene way more than you know joe average or me or whoever what got your ear right now the Gypsies just released a, a new EP, Criminal Rock. Sleep I just got Ol- Criminal Rock's yeah, new record. Sleepology. Sleepology's new record is in like impeccable. Like they've reached a new a new level there. Um, Who else? Breakfast at two p.m. Yeah, really fun instrumental music. That's the thing. A lot of these bands. I mean, during uh, quarantine, you know. They brought, you know, dug in and wrote stuff, recorded. Um, you know, a lot of bands recorded themselves and just like, or just, you know, sometimes. And these are all things that we didn't have our hands on. Yeah, yeah. There's a totally independently recorded release. Yeah. Maybe they borrowed a mic for a day yeah. or something. <laughs> or maybe they said, like, hey, how does this sound? I was like, sounds fine, dude. I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, and, but like I said, there's a whole thing. 
And with the finger on the pulse type thing, I mean, like, we try to be like, you know, kind of like that Motown feel and be the the heartbeat of a, a city, but still not drive ourselves crazy. And with, you know, all the local things going on, and that was the cool thing, too, is, you know, with, you know, these, the studio becomes an instrument. And you can use it as such. And a lot of these bands are finding out those harsh lessons that we had to learn the hard way. It's kind of just one of those things to where we're just happy to be a part of it no matter what we do. Like, whether it's running live sound or whether it's... But yeah, I mean, there's so many local bands out there right now, and especially, you know, and with people coming and going, you know, people falling out, all that type of stuff. I mean, like this last year has been hard on everybody. I mean, there was yeah. there was a time a few years ago where there was like three local bands that I was just like, man, these bands are awesome. And then a couple of years later, I mean, these kids that grow up, you know, they go to college and, yeah. you know, or they, they have, you know, sometimes they just stop playing music. I mean, there was a band. Yeah. That, oh, not the shirt, but like they used to be my favorite local band. And now it's like. I don't, you know, they don't play music anymore. It's just that things change. But I will say that there are, there's lots of different genres. And there's a hip hop scene here where there's just some fantastic yeah. artists. And like, they, like, we, they can't even get their own city to look at them, you know, let yeah. alone anybody else. And that's, and that's where I think, you know, like we're trying to adapt to. Like, Brendan's more of, you know, a tech guy. Like, he's into Blade Runner and shit. And, like, <laughs> um, like he, he gets all routed, like, total recall. And, uh, <laughs> but, like, I, yeah, it's, it's, where was I even going with that one? Oh, he sees into the future a little bit better than I do. And, uh. <laughs> I'm more of like, hey, man, it worked in 1972. I wasn't even alive in 1972, but I was like, I heard about it. And uh, Brennan sees more into the future. So, I mean, like with the catapulting of the, uh, you know, the digital age with, the, you know, your YouTube stars and, you know, as long as you're doing original music and then you can distribute yourself, like it's a, it's a brighter future for sure uh, for, you know, big studios it's socks i mean yeah killing them and uh so little places like us to where like you can find us on sound better or something like that and then you know next thing you know we're mixing something or and then working with you know brendan's got friends where was the one dude from california or whatever oh yeah and we just mastered the album it was just like you know with as long as people are creating and moving, like it's all about movement. And like, it's kind of like, you know, like with the question about, you know, what do you try to do? And it's to inspire and, you know, life sucks. Life is always going to suck. <laughs> um, but as long as we can inspire and as long as we can uh, help keep movement and help keep those younger kids. Like, I mean, like too many kids these days are, not picking up instruments like it's not like although i mean i think now if you know although my kids pretty much grew up in a studio and neither one they hate music <laughs> so i mean i don't know but i mean like i mean it's it's just i mean there's a brighter future with you know with the youtube and 
being able to distribute and do things yourself as opposed to be it's a lot easier to be self more self-reliant and uh it's harder to stick out but if you really you know if you put the work into your your product and your art and you you can stick out yeah the i mean like these kind of things you know they really humble me like uh um, like even with another one of Brendan's babies, you know, with the Twitch, I'm like, what's a Twitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've discovered new bands through this, uh, streaming medium. Uh, there's this, I think it's maybe a label. It's levitation. Uh, they're down in Austin, Texas, and they would do, they do these stream shows where it's, you know, you buy a ticket, it's like $3, you know, you buy a streaming ticket and there's going to be a debut at a set date, set, set time. And it's a, it's a pre-recorded performance, but it is like a high quality, like, you know, they got multiple cameras and fisheye lens. Yeah. And go to like this spiritual place remote. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if you ever saw Pink Floyd live, live in Pompeii or something, but it's like they, mm. it, they go somewhere epic and it's a really awesome production. And it's like, there's a chat room and it's like, boom, at seven o'clock it goes live and and i've discovered bands through that and it's just like yeah it's it, i mean this this is really rough i mean i'm not i'm not downplaying it because i mean there's venues that never reopened i mean i was in new yeah. Orleans and things are starting to reopen and it, there was no music it was my experience of new orleans walking around was like kind of i we had fun but it's like there's no music at all you know on the bars yeah. were closing at 10 yeah, o'clock and, and whatever so and actually, I mean, I, my, my cousin is staying here right now because New Orleans is once again, you know, in without power. I think I have most of the power back, but uh, but yeah, yeah, love New Orleans. I had a funny <laughs> joke, and then all of a sudden, Brendan is really, he really, has... no, they're re no, that's what I'm saying. They, they, she's 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 uh, getting a flight back out tomorrow, and yeah, she's yeah, this could be fine. I forgot she was over there. No, she's not here at this very time. Oh. Okay, cool. Um, so, but yeah, no, I mean, Brendan's more of a visual guy. I'm blind in one eye. I don't give a shit about it. You know, I mean, I, I can only laugh <laughs> it anyways. Like, I went to CJ Barrymore's last night. We did a 4D ride, and all of a sudden, I'm just like, all right, I feel the wind, and I'm like... Oh. Well, Randy does all the mixing of the, the stream shows. So, yeah, he's up here, like, like mixing it live, making sure, you know, things are blended. Hell yeah, twisting knobs, pushing buttons. On the All twit. the good stuff. On the Twitch. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now, okay, so we've talked about, you know, we've talked about music and we've talked about, you know, what you guys are into and what we like. Now I'd like to hit you guys with a, with a little bit like a stinger question. Uh, what is the worst band of all time and why is it Kiss? Oh, Your thoughts? Um, I guess just because... It's they. I mean, they admit it themselves. It's purely financial endeavor. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you got the comic books and the lunch boxes and and this and that. And I'm I never seen them live. And oh, and I've heard you know it's probably you know you get the pyrotechnics, whatever, and and the right. costumes. I mean, there's a lot to like, but honestly, I've never sat down and really listened to any Kiss. And I remember like in high school. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I'm coming in hot on this one, John. All right, all right, hit me with it. So I saw them with, uh, it was Aerosmith and Kiss. And then there was actually a band that opened up for them that I absolutely fell in love with called the Porch Ghouls. But they were playing on like the little, like, like right in front of like these elaborate stage shows and shit. 
And when I saw Kiss, like I've done some rowdy things. Like I've rolled around the floor at Harpo's. And oh, yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I left that show just feeling like I had to just my soul. Like Kiss are just the dirtiest fucking grotiest old men that you can ever like <laughs> the tongue thing like you can knit a sweater out of paul stanley's chest oh and, my god and then, right and then all of a sudden you got a drummer who's not the original one come out and sing in bath and i'm like what kind of shit is that <laughs> oh and my god that, oh my god and the the, the the extra guitars and then they're not i i, I when was this when I saw Kiss, yeah, it was just like early two thousands. Yeah, With Aerosmith. I mean, yeah, I can't. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Steven Tyler was swinging on a swing. Like, I seriously left there. Like, I just left like a techno fest in Detroit, where like everyone was just rubbing up on me, and it was at the Palace or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, it was at the Palace. So it was a red hot minute ago, no. but yeah, I left that show and I had to, but I have so like, oh, I fucking hate Nickelback, but yeah, Kiss is up there. That is like, well, who's the worst band and why is it Kiss? Like, I mean, that just, they're just filthy, filthy people, dude. And that show, it, it went, oh my gosh. Just, or then their fans potentially too. Oh, dude, I can only imagine. Like I said, that's what I felt bad. Like, I should have wore a body condom going to that concert. <laughs> Even walking in the parking lot, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this woman smells like good times and bad decisions. She is 47, and then all of a sudden she's getting ID'd, and she looks 21, and I'm like, or she's 21, and I'm like, oh, my God. Even the Kiss Army is gross. Yeah. I'm going to get some shit for that, I'm sure. Because, like, there's a lot of people that have been, like, you know. They're beloved oh. for some impossible reason. It's It doesn't it doesn't resonate with me at all. Like, I never, never seen... enjoyed them. Never saw them live. But yeah. I know that they, I know they said that they were going to be done touring for, like, the last 20 years. That shit scarred me back from, and that was, I mean, that was when... <laughs> The album with uh, Pink and all that stuff with uh, Aerosmith. Oh yeah, I, I I can't remember. Like I mean, it, I mean, this had to have been like two thousand four or five ish. But yeah, no, I left that show like just literally just like like I had to like like soap out my eyes, like it was gross, <laughs> and it was all because of Kiss. And then Aerosmith came out, and I'm like sitting here, and I'm like, oh, I got so. So they opened eyes. for Aerosmith. Oh yeah, no, dude. Gotcha. I mean, but then yeah, they said. Is this the Armageddon to... soundtrack? No, 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 no. no. It was the one with uh, Ooh, nine lives. Know. Nine lives. That's the name of it. Oh, nine, nine okay. Lives tour. And yeah, fuck his. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So now jumping from that to uh I mean obviously the guys in Kiss, you're not gonna have a good time if you sit down for a beer with one of those fellas. In and around your bubble and what you guys are up to, I mean not everybody not everybody is wonderful, not everybody is pleasant to work with. So how do you get around people who are just abrasive as shit? <laughs> we don't. Or we don't put up with it. We work with who we want. 
we had a local uh, recent issue. And uh, yeah, I nipped that in the bud real quick. I was like, no, this thing's gonna work. Like, I mean, the weird thing is, is with me and Brendan is we're the odd couple. But yeah, no, if if you're being a dick, I'm I, I'm just gonna say I'm done. I'm over it. So like we tech for the most part, we work on a lot of projects that we want to. I mean, we pick and, yeah. pick and choose the product, and the people that find us know that we're going to put 110% into it because we love the songs as is, and then you want us to shape them. So, but, yeah, if we don't want to work with you, it just means that we're broke. <laughs> so, I mean, we luck out on that aspect. Like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't care. I'll straight up just say, hey, yeah, we, we can't do anything for you, bud. Hell yeah. Learning to say no is, is I mean, it's huge. And it actually... <clears throat> See, I'm 37 now, uh, especially in my 20s. I, like, actually, when I first purchased this place, um, um, and people say, like, "Oh man, how did you, how did you start the show? How you, you know, like, be at, we'd be at, you know, attending this awesome show or something." Like, how, how did you do this? Like, I say yes to things, which is sometimes yeah. good. You know, you want to enable things, but sometimes saying yes to everything is bad and then you get overwhelmed and overworked and then you get grumpy and then you don't give your 110% and then yeah so um yeah being able to say no and just being able to identify something and just be like you know what uh, we could try but honestly like you know it, in the in the end it'd be easier if it just <laughs> we have day jobs he has a family um, I mean, the studio, we, as much as we would love the studio to like be our day job and like be our income, it's just part of our ethos and also just our location and the way the music industry is. And, you know, it's really hard to do that. So, um, if the studio can possibly pay for itself or pay, um, to help make it better, you know, to get better equipment or, you know, help pay for the windows. <laughs> then uh, uh, yeah, if if the institution if this cult this place can become stronger better then it's better for the, the you know anyone that comes in to record so hell yeah. yeah and making sure that you're you're really only working with people that you that you like and respect and yeah. all that is gonna it's gonna keep the best that you guys have flowing right yeah. into everything. And just being honest about what our strengths are and and what we don't have experience yeah. with. And oh, just, dude, I forgot to tell you, there's a tornado warning. Yeah, I see a little bit of lightning out there. Good thing oh. this whole setup is on a battery backup uh, UPS system. Oh, there's some thunder. Like you guys are upstairs though in the house, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so if you guys got to run, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> if it's coming for you, you don't have to. You don't have to go down with the ship. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, John. At this point, I don't give a shit. I mean, this is one of the safest <laughs> structures probably uh, in the immediate area. I mean this this place has stood for since 1914. So, right, the storms are getting stronger. The old global warming. <laughs> a bunch of old bricks come down and take out my good eye and then you're gonna know what's up that's on the other side of the house we're <laughs> i do have this house does have sort of a dr seuss chimney that scares people oh yeah scares the shit out of me you may want to edit that out is though i highly doubt that state farm will be watching this or listening to this 
All right. So now I would like to ask you, I mean, you guys obviously in in this living space, Brandon, that you have cultivated and the working space that you guys share, you've got a lot more bits and pieces, you know, odds and ends, whatever's than the normal home. What would you guys say goes missing most often at the at the soundstead? Mic stands. I swear to God, if another band walks out with another one of my mic stands, I'm gonna bash him over the face with it. <laughs> that and cables. No, that one's mine, dude. I mean, as far as I don't know, we have things really stolen per se. Someone, someone stole something, wasn't we, it? I mean, we accidentally took someone's power. We took Criminal Rock's power supply actually, because we did outdoor gig, and then we brought a bunch of gear, and then a band brought their gear, and then we like hastily packed up and we stole one of their power supplies. And they played here, and then they were like, oh, bad. So then I bought one of their albums, and then they hand delivered it. But I mean, I lose. This house has a lot of ledging, ledges everywhere with the woodwork. Um. I always set down my vape pen and lose this a lot. There's actually a oh. local artist that came up with a song that's called Searching for My Vape Pen or something. Uh, nice. But um, yeah, I'd say like sometimes various mic adapters, certain microphones have a certain little like grippy for it. And someone stop. stole a pedal from us once. And uh, that's true. Many years ago. And we put them on blast on Facebook. They were on tour. There was a band on oh. tour and they had a little bus and they picked up this guy in Detroit and he like was joining them on the tour. And I, after they left, I noticed one of my guitar pedals was missing and I kind of just reached out. It's like, you know, maybe you grabbed this, you know, on accident. Cause I always I have my crap out sometimes. And, uh, the band that was on tour brought this guy along uh that they were from the uk that was 52 commercial road yeah so the, these guys are from the uk and they they rented this bus long story short they found out that this guy that they picked up in, in detroit stole my guitar pedal and was just like yeah sorry chap give us a pedal eh? we'll send it in the post and yeah you kicked off a bus sorry find your way back to detroit wow <laughs> and oh, they wow. me and kicked that guy off the bus and so yeah i mean they could be they were just as gracious as they were as like nope find your way back from wherever the heck we are right now you stole this guy's oh, that's crazy yeah <laughs> oh yeah no it was uh, can't spell community without unity baby yeah uh, oh nice all right that's... well and speaking speaking of community i mean we've all we've all been playing with various various levels of you know, self-isolation and quarantining and staying home, all that stuff. What was the Schwank like pre-COVID days? Like, can you walk us through like a typical week or something like that? I don't know. I browned out for probably my first probably four years. <laughs> I mean, if uh, it depends, like, because uh, shows would be random. So there'd be some times where there'd be maybe two shows a month or maybe three shows a month. Maybe there'd be a show on a Tuesday and then one on a Saturday. So yeah, pre-COVID potentially could be cram jam days because I would be working in Sterling Heights. So I live in Port Huron, so that's like an hour commute each way, give or take. Oh yeah. So there were some times where it's like, okay, I'm I'm coming home from work and I'm going to be home in 45 minutes and there's a band in a van showing up at my house and either my roommate or my girlfriend or Randy or someone, can you 
you know, welcome, you know, let them in and just let them load their gear in and I'll come home and I'll grab some drinks for them and, you know, get their gear loaded in and change into my evening attire. And (laughs) so there's sometimes where it's like, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I got to get out of the office. I got to get through traffic and so I can get home and meet this punk rock band from, you know, out West or something, you know, time, bro. Yeah. Brendan's cat pissed on my mixer and he had to make an abrupt stop at Guitar Center. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, it happens. Like, I turn this thing on and, like, I'm waiting for the band and then all of a sudden I'm like, all right, I'm going to ring out the mics and I flip mm-hmm. it on and next thing you know, it just starts sparking and I'm like, oh, God. Oh. I'm going to be the one that destroys this house from 1914. Like, I'm going to start <laughs> on fire. <laughs> Oh shit. Well, yeah, I mean a typical week, yeah. So it's like trying to get home from work potentially if it's during the week to get, you know, to welcome the band and get everything set up and also for people to start showing up, you know, for the show. Um and yeah, sometimes, you know, as small as maybe like seven or ten people and it's kind of a chill evening, or sometimes there's shoulder to shoulder and it's hot and you know, I'm standing on top of the radiator with my camera, and it's just like, what the heck is happening? And uh, I mean, in the early years, uh, before I had the house injected with spray foam and and was more strict about people being loud outside, I mean, we had our, you know, instances of the cops showing up. It was like, um, kind of loud. And you I mean, if the band is loud on the inside and the doors are shut and the windows are shut, you can't tell. So then it just became an issue of people being loud outside on the porch, you know. And so, that was, well, yeah. You know, it gets late. People get, you know, they get food drinks, my, and I've dealt with my fair share of noise. It goes off the houses and stuff, but um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, good times. I mean, like I said, cultural exchange. A lot of times, you have a band that's from out of state, out of town, and they're a lot of times playing with a local band, and it's just they meet up, just they, a, yeah. And they switch shows and do all this shit, and that's you know. Sometimes they they'll crash here, and the next morning, if it's a weekend, I'll, I'll get up. It's like, hey, let's you guys got time? Let's go to the local coffee place, or or sometimes try to do a double book thing if it's like if it fits. You know, they play a show here, and the next day they maybe play like an unplugged set at the Raven or or Hell something yeah. or like an outdoor music festival or something. So yeah, I mean, as long as they can, yeah, it it was tight, but I was. I've dealt with my fair share of noise complaints here, but for the most part, people have been pretty cool, except for the porch. Like, I mean, the porch used to just be buck wild. Yeah. <laughs> we learned to adapt, and there's only so much you can do, you know, like, you can inject your, your 1914 house with spray foam and make it R14, you know. But if people are outside being loud, that's another thing. <laughs> when, I first, yeah. when I first came here, the spot to hang out was the attic. And, like, I showed up there, and, like, I was, like, I didn't know anyone. And uh, I said to one of the old roommates, I'm, like, hey, dude, you know, is it okay to smoke in here? And he goes, Brandon, the new guy's got a joint. And I'm, like, all right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's, it, it's, it, it's been pretty, uh, it, it was pretty insane for the first little bit. I used to drink here a lot. Yeah, I, I I used to have a grand old time. I mean, it was sweet. I mean, it was there. Like I said, and like I mean, like there'd be bands from Australia, and then naturally, like I would be like the Dingo ate my baby. And <laughs> eventually, like Randy, can you please stop saying that? Yeah, like after every, uh, I'm just like, yeah, Randy, he has a condition. 
and then what is it work worker schlitz work schlitz it's a, it's a german term for just saying inappropriate things it's kind of like Tourette, but it's it's more i know i'm doing it's it. more calculated yeah <laughs> more of a choice less of a less of an involuntary thing yeah that's the reason why we don't get along with you normally we won't work with you like i I'm, yeah i'm pretty i'm a pretty straight shooter hell yeah oh so now yeah i mean covid covid has changed the way everybody's going through things and i mean we touched on it earlier with, you know, you guys live streaming the shows and doing that. But, uh, I mean, what other ways have you had to kind of adapt and how do you manage the lockdown sillies? I still drink. <laughs> I just do it at home. <laughs> um, this is going to get probably a little bit off topic, but I mean, it's something everyone needs to address. Like I suffer from severe anxiety and severe depression. So even with the COVID, the COVID blues, like I had already, I had, but the money wasn't coming in. I wasn't able to get to the studio, you know, Yep. Um, stuff like that. No live events. Yeah, no for sure. Right. Yeah. So for the last, I mean, eight years here, and then I've as a dj you know the last 15 like i finally got a chance to catch up i'm you know i have a 10 and a seven year old and i'm married and uh so that 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 allowed me the time to spend time with my family and that helped me cope with a lot of my other issues yeah other than that it it opened me up to a whole new perspective. Me and Brennan are both perspective changing. Yeah. yeah. Me and Brennan are like eight, we're 83 babies. So like, I mean, like it starts off, you know, with the challenger and then, you know, over the years, you know, with, you know, 1999 and then, you know, with Columbine and, you know, nine eleven. Oh, yeah. Like we're used to watching society change so much. Yeah. To where I think COVID gave me a, although I'm the only crazy asshole that couldn't catch it. Like I coached my son's hockey team and then like, like literally everyone was getting sick at the rink. My wife, my kids had it and I, I didn't, I didn't get it. Wow. And for me, like I said, like it, it, I, I had to adapt to being, being there more for my family, being there more for my you know, I mean, me and my wife just recently moved into a new house and uh, we did that over Christmas. And that was with everything already going on and uh, the moving stress and all that stuff. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. So like even with. You know, like I said, the covid blues, like I get them every day. And I have no reason to be depressed or, you know, have anxiety. Like, I mean, I live with a mental imbalance or a chemical imbalance in my, in my head to where, like, I think I got desensitized to it. I realized the importance of more alone time. Like, for me to read more audiobooks and for me to, like, right now I'm watching this show in Turkish. And, <laughs> yeah, he's like sending me stuff yeah. and it like auto translates. I'm like, Oh wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
so yeah, with me, like nothing changed except I couldn't see my friends. I couldn't hug and I'm a hugger and I, you know, I, I missed working and stuff like that. But on the other side, I was granted the gift of time, which is our most valuable resource that like, especially now that I'm just, just busy as shit. Like, and it's, yeah. and it's just, uh, it adds to the anxiety. Like I said, like when you started talking earlier and you said something about, I'm like, you're talking to two dudes that are complete and total mess. Like, <laughs> and, and this is what I meant. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a slippery slope of emotions and, uh, over the shutdown and stuff like that, like me and Brendan, we made sure we stayed safe and still communicated and then eventually when we felt comfortable enough to you know it gave us some you know time to where we can sit down hey let's you know let's upgrade this let's do this let's do that um you know here's a bunch of new upgrades for our plugins the stuff that we don't think about like on a daily basis well except for his weird ass <laughs> so um that that helped me that helped me you know yeah especially with the maintenance like i think you know, between the family time and, you know, just solely working on the studio. Um, and then eventually the live streams and seeing these whole, that helped me a lot. And that kind of helped me adapt. Um, but the, the, the live streams are kind of new for me. I'm so used to uh, mixing live. And so it's weird for me to sit here and mix, you know, with... $1,400 focals and, you know, the band's right underneath my feet, the bass player's rumbling my toes, giving me the little tickles, and uh, I'm trying to translate it to a phone, and that's been engineering yeah, since, you know, ever since we kicked the anti-skip disc players. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although yeah. I had a mini disc player, and that thing was tight. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, like, I mean, like, it's, I think we were talking before we pressed record, you know, I mean, like, audio and life is, it's a constant, you're, you're, you're a constant student, like, you're never, ever going to know it all. And I think with me and Brendan, when we take that kind of approach, that helps us be able to adapt. Like I said earlier with him being like Blade Runner, um, <laughs> like he can see into the future. Or I mean, while I'm like, well, shit, this is what Barry Gordy did. <laughs> you know, I'm not Barry Gordy, you know? So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of just one of those things to where you constantly have to adapt. I mean, like, I mean, well, I guess for me, uh, personally, I'll just recap quick, because uh, it seems like the COVID time is, it's already, it, we're coming up on two years now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, for perspective, okay, so like early COVID, it's like, for me personally, it's like, you know, too much time on the internet, too much time on Facebook, and it's just like, like, I got all these people that don't care about anyone else, blah, 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 and like, you're fighting with, you know, and it's like you know i'll come you know up to the election and this and there's just like so oh. much like and then i think about my grandpa who's actually uh raj yeah who's 89 years old uh happy I, birthday grandpa um 
So I got some more of that cream for you, Grandpa Bear. But basically, he's, you know, he says, um, you know, don't don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff. And it's like, you know, early COVID, it's like, you know, I realized I was stressing out too much about stupid crap on Facebook. Brandon's and it's like, got to get off Facebook. You know, I'm like, you know, starting fights with, I've never been in a real, like, actual altercation ever, hardly, you know. So it's like, what am I doing, like, starting these fights with complete strangers online? So I realized this is like, I'm sweating the small stuff. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then the, and then the cancer thing happened and it's like, we're right in the middle of quarantine and I'm noticing this stuff going on. It's like, well, shoot, I need to, I need to get this investigated. Um, and it's like, you know, thankfully it was a little farther along where things were actually open. So I was able to go to a specialist and get things checked out. And, uh, but yeah, I ended up fighting cancer for the second time. It was like, I was jokingly calling it like the remake, you know, it's just like, you know, I originally had it, uh, testicular cancer back in the year 99, 2000. So the year 2000, I fought it, you know, I was in high school and, uh, you know, no big deal. You know, it was actually around the same time Tom Green went through, you know, the Tom Green, he had the Tom Green special and, uh, you know, it was, he documented his journey through his testicular cancer and put a comedic, you know, thing on it. And, uh, I pretty much went through the same thing he did back in the year 2000. So here we are, year 2020. Yeah, 2020, the one that really sucked. <laughs> um, we're now 21. So this is like uh, summer, tw- early summer 2020, spring. Um, and I'm noticing things. I'm like, you know what? This is kind of how things were back in the year 2000 when I dealt with this. It's like, what the heck? Only this time it's a little different. You know, I, I'm older and it's like, you know, lightning striking almost the same place twice, but not quite, you know, the one next to it. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Oh yeah. Not, you know, it's so I learned that going through that ordeal and, you know, I mean, um, and think, you know, I have uh, a great partner, friends and family and health insurance. Um, you know, I got to include my friends at blue cross, blue shield for Sign bitches at all turns. A lot of people don't have that, you know, luxury. You know, our medical system is so screwy. But um, but you know, pre-COVID, you know, I'm just, you know, ah, Facebook fighting, and then who cancer the remake, you know, oh the you know the you know the, the sequel, and then putting life back in perspective, and then get, getting on the other side of that, and I'm actually I'm coming up on my year anniversary of my surgery so you know wow. and all that so it's just like you know i'm i'm accelerating you know life flies forward and time you know you know life goes by quicker and it's like already a year past you know we lost we lost our mascot slash studio pet family member you know we lost you know some you know some animals along the way and and uh it's just you know life is short <laughs> And like what grandpa says, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. It's all small stuff. So yeah, I guess right. that little COVID, uh, yeah, what I went through and cause I'm already kind of a introvert, you know, Oh, I got to stay indoors, you know, Sweet. And, <laughs> but it's, yeah, that can still lead to <laughs> bad, bad habits and self-destructive behavior. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something to keep, you got to keep an eye on it. Yeah. <laughs> keep your, keep your vices and your. And your uh, your ways out under control, <laughs> but 
depends yeah, on God. The, depends on the day you get me. We've been in constant adaption. So I mean, like it's ever since day one in the Schwank, like it's. I mean, my dad has a smartphone now. Thunk it. <laughs> so I mean, it's yeah. And then with both of our personal experiences, I think uh, we just got through it. Hell yeah! I mean, that's oh. all. We just got to keep. We got to keep going. We got to keep getting through it. Yeah, and just then, so many other people in the in the world got you know. There's getting the shorter end of the stick. You know, people. You know struggling you know they had changing careers or whatever or losing family members or right you know if you have kids and trying to deal with schooling and oh, whatever yeah. so there's so many that was hell yeah many variables to it <laughs> right all right well let's um let's lighten it up a little bit i'd like to ask you guys is punk dead and if so, who killed it? I want to say no. Because my seven-year-old daughter, I swear to God, I call her devil, baby. <laughs> and she is... <laughs> this kid is punk as shit. And, she uh, just doesn't know it. Yeah, she just doesn't know it. <laughs> so I don't think punk will ever die. I think sometimes, yeah, the term gets muddied and it gets misrepresented That's how everything is every like it's but. like every other genre it's like when you started like it's like thrash metal and this 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 metal and it's like when you start breaking off to that but then again all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like nice shirt to the kid that's wearing the nirvana smiley face and they're <laughs> like oh yeah i got it on my dad's thing or I bought it at Hot Topic. Like, <laughs> like Nirvana? No. Well, what, what the fuck are you doing then? <laughs> Long story short, I'm going to blame it on Nancy Reagan. Ooh, good Nancy, pull. Nancy Reagan, Nancy Reagan killed Pop. What was the, what, what who, was the question? Who, who, <laughs> is Punk dead? Oh, it's Punk dead. Right, right. Who killed it? Um, no, I... I don't think it is. I think it's just kind of it's sometimes like well, Randy says they um, where, where it's being represented, they, you may not always uh, be able to identify it right away. And sometimes where I think it's I think it's alive and well. It's just a little you gotta you gotta dig around. Yeah, we know yeah. Some dudes that are like like literally some of the punk bands that we work with. I'd say we try to we try to have a punk ethos. You know, we don't. Yeah. We don't sign contracts or anything, or there's no. Right. I don't even think we really have paper receipts often. <laughs> I just find out we had a Venmo. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, like punk's mentality. I mean, it's it's a. Uh... I think punk is calling Parks and Rec and inquiring about renting the band shell in the park and for seventy five dollars and and making sure that the the electricity is turned on so you can host a band from San Francisco outside in a safe outdoor manner and yeah. one last hurrah before winter yeah. hell yeah Bro. absolutely public you I mean that whole yeah. whole organization is punk as fuck yeah and it's um yeah I don't think it's ever gonna die. But I mean, yeah. who could be wrong? I mean, like, I mean, I, I've been wrong at least 79 times today. <laughs> so, I mean, 
But yeah, no, I don't think Punk's ever gonna die. But I mean, who's the one with the parental advisory sticker? Was it Gipper Gore? She might have did it too. Yeah, she was definitely not blameless. <laughs> like when, so, when, oh, when, oh, Al Gore's man. wife. One of oh, there's Orson. Uh, no busybody. Now, uh, when we get back to something closer to the before times where, you know, in-person performances are a thing and the schwank is jumping again and people are there for shows, are you guys going to keep streaming them on the net? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we were even streaming beforehand. Oh. It was just more basic. I would just essentially stick a camera up in the corner and have one maybe like one omni mic just to pick up the ambience and maybe i'd split the vocal mics to bring in the vocals and it's it's just like you know here's what it is um so i was already kind of doing that it was just really stripped down because it's like well like uh the the show the real show is comes first you know mm-hmm. so like making sure everything sounds good downstairs and i got you know i and there's an audience and so there's people on the porch and and a lot of times uh there's my dog there was my dog to keep track of it's like oh where's frank you know <laughs> um so i'm getting lost where was i talking about um something <laughs> about continuing streaming oh continuing stream yeah so before yeah it was just really stripped down and then when we had to you know shut down live shows and um go full streaming it was just a matter of like well we just need to buy more webcams and oh let's look at oh the software allows us to plug in as many webcams as i have usb ports so it's just a <laughs> you know it just kind of became public access tv and yeah and just added more microphones added more cameras and just twiddled with the software more and you know there's always room for improvement there but yeah i think we will continue to stream uh when things are normal and then it'll be you know, we'll probably have multiple camera angles and all that. Yeah, that's all on him. He's the visual dude, like I said. I can't see, I can't see half of it, but I mean... Because we have been able to connect through Twitch. We have been able to connect with fans just via internet. Like, they've never been here. They don't know of this place physically. They have only tuned in via internet. So it's that's kind of cool. And right. then people working, people that are still, you know, afraid to go out. Or... Oh, yeah. You know stuff like that i mean like i mean that's that's goes back to you know if we can help y'all we're gonna do what we can to do it and uh so i mean i the whole streaming like even with uh some of the festivals lately um we did the one here with multiple stages oh yeah the, lbma fest and then we did yeah. LBMA fest down in uh empire grove mm-hmm. and you know i mean it's and here i'm moving cameras like i know what the hell i'm doing and i can see the shit <laughs> And like Brendan showed me how to work the software, and I just didn't want to sit there because like everyone kept on coming up to me and saying, "Good sound." And I'm like, "I'm not even the sound man. I'm just under the tent by a mixer." <laughs> but they're so used to seeing us running sound, and it's just like, "Oh, this sounds fantastic." I'm like, "I'm not doing shit." But thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think, and that was a part of our adaptation process and uh, the constant growth and the constant learning and. You know, it goes back to, you know, having the YouTube, although we get muted a lot. <laughs> and then I'm pissed at Twitch because I can't show my nipples. Technically, I mean, we've had a couple accidentals and we're not shut down yet. 
like I said, I mean, I never really wanted to be on the visual side of things. Like, I mean, the lights, it's about where I, that's about where I, I'm, I'm good with the rest is all strictly audio. And then, but I mean, with this whole new thing, you know, especially say I couldn't be at the stream, I can still, you know, say I'm DJ in a wedding, I can check in to see, you know, how it's going, how it's going, you know, how it's sounding, if I have any advice. Can you give me some pointers? Like, hey, I'm out in the middle of nowhere on my phone and that backup, that backing vocal is a little low. Okay. Nice. (laughs) So, I mean, it, it opened up a whole new thing for us. I mean, like back in the day, though, that's how we used to do it when we were in the studio was in the attic, we would call each other. Like, all right, move that mic a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that one. Tell that fucker to shut up for a second. <laughs> yeah. So now we are getting to uh we're getting down to my my last couple few questions here. Um this one is really important though. Where can people go to learn more about you guys and what you're doing? Um, well, I guess we're well, pretty easy to find yeah, Facebook, um, facebook.com slash schwonk soundstead, which is S C H W O N K soundstead, all one word. Also that same term schwonk soundstead at gmail.com is how you can contact us. Um, I sound better. There's a website called sound better. Uh, that you can find us on, but if you go to our Facebook, you can find our website via our Facebook as well. And we're on Google maps. do we have the tweet thingy uh we do not have a twitter we have a instagram which is one of them it's at schwankstead see we're four months apart like and i'm oblivious to this like i said (laughs) like like i had a wedding on friday and the dude's like you know well how can i pay you you know can i do Venmo, cash, man. I thought this is cream, baby. You know, cash rules everything around me. So, but yeah, yeah. Those golden bills from my pockets. Yeah, and then literally, I mean, like if you put in Schwank Soundstead, all in one word, and you know what I'm yeah, saying. Pretty much own the the Google search marketplace. I mean, Thank you. there is one. There is a level in one of the Mario games. I think, and if it's Mario 64 or the one of the. In one of the Mario, there's a Schwank Castle or Schwank Island, but that's it. When you no look up Schwank, there's some there's some random Mario Brothers level, but that's it. And See, in that, this... it's, we own the hashtag. <laughs> that's why I keep this tall drink of water around. He's fully useless knowledge like that shit. It's like the Star Wars. The only way I found out about it is to Brennan. And I, I mean, like this guy couldn't life. tell the difference between the Millennium Falcon and an Enterprise. It was yeah. I mean, like I literally walked in. And it was, was like sad. one of our first, like one of our first, like interactions. I'm like, ah, you know, just trying to make small talk. Ah, nice. Whatever. Well, well, Enterprise. Yeah. And you're like, dude, it's the Millennium Falcon. I'm no, like, you're wrong. Go whatever. It's fine. <laughs> So now, really, the last thing I've got here, uh, we've talked about how people can find you. I mean, obviously, you guys have got your other jobs, you've got your personal life, but the Soundstead is still a top priority for you guys. Um, oh. how, can, how can people support you in what you're doing? Is there, is there a way monetarily or... I mean, do you need volunteers when you get back to in-person shit? Like, what can people do for you guys? 
I mean, we're pretty self-sufficient. I mean, I like, we're not like, you know, we are needs, needs and wants needs seem to kind of work themselves out. Like I remember a few summers ago, um, it was really hot here and you know we so it's already really hot and this house is old and it's hard to get you know you, i maybe have like one or two window shakers and and you fill up the place and it's uh and i remember it was just like man it would be cool if we just had a really a big like kind of industrial just kind of whoosh fan to just kind of really get air moving through this place you know yeah and um and i was that was an idea like as like yeah maybe you know next time you come to a show throw i have a separate thing you throw money in there and they'll buy us a big fan i put that idea out there and with less than 24 hours um uh good friend that we lost a good friend's uh mom just just showed up and just dropped off this huge fan wow so like and with us like i mean we're more we had a a, piece of art custom artwork donated to us uh someone who would frequent shows here i mean she frequents she loves coming to shows here um she just she she makes stuff out of glass um like uh like stained 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 glass glass. yeah and you do like the uh it's almost like welding the pieces together anyway she made this whole like it's like equalizer uh graphic eq equalizer oh i'm familiar with that piece yeah Yeah. so like she just made that and just gave it to us Eddie just gave us the picture, uh, the portrait of Frank with a yeah, big heart on it. Frank passed away. We got an original oh, painting. We got actually two. We got two of original them. paintings from two different things that you can't put a price on. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like with us, as far as support, I mean, you know, support downtown businesses, support, you know, there's an addiction center across the street um, called the Odyssey House um seed and soul society that are trying to put hot meals into people's hands you know especially on the local food issue as like empowering the people with just knowledge of food and uh food availability and uh but yeah they're they're pretty legit they actually had an event yesterday where they gave away free tamales in the park all day there's like hey you hungry show up tamale no. Oh, that's beautiful. So we would rather see that because I mean, like, as far as uh, personally, professionally, and Su- support reciprocally comes our way. I mean, we've been don- we're very very lucky. We've been donated gear. I mean, I've I've bought my share of of audio crap that I probably could have maybe waited. <laughs> yeah. Like I actually during quarantine, I bought this microphone. Our buddy's but, damn. I mean, he yeah, he, we've been donated really nice pieces of gear that has been able to kind of. So we've been able to up the ante, like as far as what we can offer. Like if someone comes in like a vocalist, and we're like, hey, look at this, and you know we can it's not something we would be able to afford right off the bat. So it's something that we can offer up front. And it's like it, it's it, we were able to put out a better product. It's just an extra thing that that we were able to you know that helps us out. So yeah, I guess our biggest thing is we want to see the city thrive. We want to see our, our friends happy. We want to see our friends succeed. We want to yeah. see people that are willing to step up and do the right things. And I mean, we're just merely a vessel. And I mean, you said we were you know selling ourselves short i mean we're, we're that's why we don't deal with egos is because we don't have them ourselves 
And um, how egotistical of you to say? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, support's gonna find you when you're when you're supporting the community. Yeah. Well, and that's you know? and that, we've been very very lucky. Well, also when I first kind of when I bought this place and was starting to host shows and. Like I used to live in the Ypsilanti Ann Arbor area for a couple of years and I was like and I was younger in my twenties, in my early twenties and it's like And I had the Muskegon Grand Rapids. Like I was exposed experience. to like, you know, a college town type. Oh, like mm-hmm. you know, oh you can you know, they just have there's all kinds of stuff going on, networking, people working together and, and shows in backyards and shows in, you know, whatever. But there's also a lot more different various spaces to do such a thing and and so I just, when I came back here, I just kind of was like, you know what, we just, if we just had a place where we can just, you know, we can, a band can, you know, have an, you know, they, they can play their first show or record their first album or record their fourth album or whatever, just a, a little tiny Mecca, a little watering hole place where you can meet a band from out of town or, or whatever. And it, this whole webcam thing, I realize I do talk with my hands a hell of a lot. I realize that. <laughs> well, I mean, I always knew you were fidgety, but I didn't realize how fidgety I was. I'm like trying to draw. I'm like a mime or yeah. something as I'm talking. And something. I almost sold my soul a couple times. I mean, like I was looking at a building downtown. Yeah, when I met him, he was trying to, he was building a studio right down the street. Uh, recording oh, shit. things weren't going too great. <laughs> I, 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 was, I, I was a mule for a... Uh, and like this dude, he would sit there and he'd preach me as, you know, Pro Tools certified, all that stuff like that. But I was working with a lot of hip hop. Um, despite my Barry White voice, I mean, I think a lot of your listeners are going to find out that I am a uh, 38-year-old Caucasian man. And um, no time for love, Dr. Jones. But, uh, but yeah, I... Uh, I did really shitty at it. Like, I mean, there was times where, like, I mean, like I said, and this guy's preaching me up as Pro Tools certified, and uh, I was trying to work in a couple studios down in Detroit, stuff like that, and those just didn't pan out. And, yeah, Brennan opened, welcomed me with open arms, and, like, I literally pulled all my shit out of that studio and brought it here, and I was like, you know what? Good luck, guys. So, I mean, it was... It was weird. It was uh, our Thelma and Louise moment. We've definitely we've helped propel. You know, we've leaned on each other, and he inspired me. Well, he was, you know, he's like, "Hey, let's rip the carpet and turn this room into a legit control room instead of being up in the hot or cold attic." You know, and it sounds wonky, and let's make it. So we're trying to be legit and professional as we can because we want and we love the craft we we love you know you know the old records and new records the you know the stories of the big studios the big productions even the small you know indie you know production whatever like we like making records we like you know we like listening to music yeah. i'm interested how records are made now and before and and the, the the change of technology and the combination of like you can combine you know let's plug this old microphone into this new preamp and run it through this software emulation thing it's just it's we have lots of uh experimentation uh where the access to things are is pretty crazy right I mean, we, we just, yeah like i said i mean we've been really really blessed we don't have 
a lot of overhead. I mean, as far as how to support us, I mean, I mean, right now you yeah, tune into the streams, Keep you know, doing it. follow, doing subscribe, whatever we, you know, we, and we try to pass that along to the bands, you know, and if you like any of the bands that, you know, yeah, we don't take like, like, so even when like, like before COVID, the more successful the bands are, the more successful we are. Um, Be so. Before COVID. And practice your songs. Just, just practice your songs. <laughs> That's all we have. Make sure your shit's together. Because coming oh, yeah. into the studio, it's almost like it's 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 sometimes wonky, and it's almost you have to kind of. It's a different muscle you got to flex. It's like, all right, we've we've jammed together. We know these songs. It's like, okay, now we're in a different spot, and we're wearing headphones, maybe or this or that. So you know, it's just a lot more. Observant. The more comfortable you are with your songs and yourself, um, the the more easier the studio can be. Yeah. Not to say that oh, yeah. you can't experiment. And I mean, yeah, I mean, keep on coming to the studio for sure. I mean, but like even like pre-COVID days, we would have a, a a drum. All we ask is that you throw some money in that drum and buy yeah. merch naturally. Yeah, we don't never charge cover. I mean, we're zone residential. Yeah, trying to so, keep the city off our backs. Well, we wouldn't keep a dime. <laughs> I mean, like, we're just. I mean, like, I mean, support. We have tons of support, and we just are just lucky. But I mean, it wasn't built overnight. But keep on supporting us for sure. Yep. I mean, you're supporting us right now yeah, by inviting I mean, us yeah, on. Yeah, like these kind of the things. potential networking, you know. And I was listening to one of the previous episodes. Um, so uh, S. James, I think, and I checked out his. Yeah. Sound. Uh, I want oh, to try some of his more. I, he probably has on SoundCloud or uh, Spotify, maybe or. But yeah, or you can send it to me, like some of his music. Um, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, He's so right. good. That guy blows my mind. Like, they, uh, well, the band that he was playing with, uh, Minor Element, they're, they're not currently doing anything. But yeah, Troy, uh, I mean, Troy's got his hands on a lot of things music-wise. And... Yeah. They do have, uh, I think the updated date is October 2nd. I think it's a, I believe it's a full length album that's coming out to, uh, uh, I think it's coming out physically, but then also on, on all streaming platforms and everything. And uh, I know that's going to be really good because they've got, right now, the only thing that they've got up is a four song EP that's almost four years old. But, uh, yeah, that guy, man, that'd be that'd be cool if you guys could hook up in some capacity. Oh, we'd love and, it. And oh man, yeah, that would be that would be really amazing. Yeah, because I, uh, I mean, anytime that we can uh, help out or you know, like you know, yeah, you're giving. It's us just support. fun. Expose just finding new music and. And just throughout the years, it's been like really awesome just seeing just people in your hometown, in your community that you see at the coffee shop or, you know, wherever, like come in off the street and they're just hanging out in your living room and they're just like, <laughs> yeah, awesome. And they buy their shirt and like you see them walk home with all this stuff and it's just. Yeah, yeah that's, that's having a good time. I mean, yeah, like that's, that, that's our pain. It's really the goal at the end of the night. That's what we. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, it's it's very possible digitally, you know, whether, you know, it's like even after the stream, you know, have like a little segment. It's like, oh, yeah, here's their website and here's a link to their, you know, online store. Get a mouse pad, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> well, 
You support us by supporting the people that support us, like you, and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, like, I don't know. Either that or buy me a Neve console. I don't give a shit. One of the I two. I mean, yeah, there's a general, you know, new Windows fun. I just signed the line with Hanson's, so... <laughs> And the, 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 these windows are going downstairs. So when we do open up for real, um, we'll be able to have nice cross breeze, be able to open up those windows, and we can close them up and, and be extra loud. Well, and that's <laughs> like, and that's why that's I think, awesome. like, support things like Seed and Soul and the Odyssey House. Like, I mean, I was fed with a silver spoon my whole entire life. Like, you know, I live in a cush little subdivision. I'm extremely blessed. And like I said, I mean, like with supporting, you know, even with the, uh, we were spoiled brats yeah. growing up. So I mean, even for country, kid, I remember like we got the Hughes satellite. It's like, yes, I finally have MTV. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, like we just, yeah, support, support the people that support us. I mean, you know, you know we have tons of artists, you know, that we work with or have art up here, you know, Lexi Downey and you know Yeti Woods and those guys that you know there's people like you know Sarah Crosby and then you know Mickey who does some Valentine's college cottages um oh yeah and she helps she has helped a lot throughout the our friends the recent are, years of uh, helping with like um uh quote unquote bouncing I guess not yeah. When I didn't drink anymore and I decided Noise control. I wasn't going to fight, yeah, she would handle things. <laughs> Proper behavior while at a house venue. Absolutely. That is that is essential. Mom, come oh. get this shit. <laughs> <laughs> get this asshole out of here. <laughs> this dude is out of control. Oh, well, guys, I suppose since I've kept you for almost two hours now we should probably think about wrapping up before i let you go i just want to say thank you guys so much brandon and randy for sitting down and talking about the soundstead and all the other things that we've gotten into it's just it's been really great getting to know you guys don dill we appreciate it Awesome. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our episode. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time.